those of you who don't know me, I'm like fast from the other side of the equator, um, all the way from South Africa, and I'm just here to enjoy the Lord with you guys. Now, that that song that we finished with um, always reminds me of at university, we, we did, uh, we call it a first year's camp, a Christian camp before the first years go to uni to help them prepare for what might come ahead at university life. And um, there was about 180 people on the camp every year, and the last two years, we did the camp every morning at about 6.30. We put Michael W. Smith, hallelujah, on to wake people up and to start the day with that. So I think that was, it's, and the first two mornings, they didn't appreciate it that early, but it was a much better way of waking up than the next week when I was my first year at university. They figured out I could play the trumpet, so I was asked every morning at 6 o'clock to wake up the first years in my dorm. <laughs> now, um, so our dorm was in a U-shape, so we've got two wings with a square in the middle where I had to stand and wake everybody up. Now, unfortunately, in that freshest week, there were seniors as well. So, yes, I woke up the first years with my trumpet playing to make them all ready for the day, but also about... 50 seniors that didn't want to be woken up. So, um, yes, let's just say after that first week, when normal life started and initiation started, who did they pick on? Where's that idiot that woke us up? <laughs> so, yes, I did suffer a bit. So there's different ways of being woken up in the morning. I prefer the hallelujah. That was a bit nice. <laughs> now, today I want to... Those of you who know I'm a teacher and I like bringing life experiences in and make things understandable. I mean, if you teach physics, it's not the easiest subject, so you want to make things understandable for people. And not that I say you guys can't understand this, I just, that's my way of making things using my life experiences. And the last month or so, when it was the summer holiday, we decided we're going to do some building work at home. So I thought, okay, cool. I'm on holiday. We're not really going anywhere. So I can do a lot of do myself. So my DIY skills will be put to good use. I was planning all the painting upstairs. Um, I was thinking I'm going to change the radiator. Never done that in my life before. I'm um, putting new skirting boards. I mean, my skills went through the roof. I even put up blockout blinds on Violet's windows. So I was really, no, decking, oil decking. So, and the place is looking nice now. I must say so myself. But, if you want results, you have to put in the effort. And I think I want to go back to school next week to have a rest. <laughs> this was, it's not my skill set. This is not what I'm, I can do most of it, but I'm knackered now. And sometimes something takes time and effort. It takes planning. It takes commitment. I could have said after today, so I'm, I'm not up for this anymore. I left it, but then it will look a mess. Um, now, first I'm going to read a few verses all through, so don't have to, it's just the odd verse here and there. I'm going to start with 1 Kings 6, verse 38. In the eleventh year of the month of Bull, the eighth month, the temple was finished, and, it, and all its details according to its specifications. He had spent seven years building it. So King Solomon took seven years to finish the temple, and he had, specific, he had specifications and instructions from God how to build it. But it took him seven years. It's not a tomorrow it will be finished. 
Uh, it's not like I started painting and I think, okay, I'm starting this morning, this evening, the house will be fine. It's time, it's effort, it's planning. But it was not just hoping for the best. God gave him a plan and there was something that he was aiming for at the end. He knew where the destination was going to be. He knew how he wanted it to look like. So we've been in our house now for about eight years. We've waited patiently, lived in it for a while, realized what we want to do, did some building works a few years ago, and then again now. So it was patience. Patience needed, planning needed. Sometimes the plans don't go the way we want it, but things change, and, but we had to be patient. Now, what am I trying to say? Bear with me, we'll get there. We had our builder, to, I realized I can't do everything. And wallpaper, if you like wallpaper, I do apologize. I do not like it. I, it just, it just don't look nice. So, so my apologies if you're a wallpaper person, get over it. <laughs> now, um, we, we had, we wanted to do the upstairs and my study downstairs, which is, which used to be the garage in, in the eighties, they changed it to a study and made part of the house. So I thought, I obviously can't do all the upstairs because plastering is not my strong point. They say, I have to draw the limit somewhere. So, we got someone in to strip the walls, do the plaster, put in a new bathroom, so those type of things. And I said, I'll do the painting afterwards. I can cope with that. But the study, easy. I'll just strip the wallpaper and paint that. So I, I didn't even bother to ask him to do the study. Well, when you start stripping wallpaper, you sometimes realize there's a reason why they put wallpaper on. I realized that with two of the four walls. As the wallpaper come off, big holes in the walls and gaps, and it just looks awful. So, it was outside my skill set again. I had to phone the builder up and say, I know your job is finished. You don't, you've done all the work upstairs. The carpets are coming on Wednesday. I need this done before Wednesday. I still need to paint. And he said, he'll come on Saturday morning and quickly plaster two walls for me. So, but I realized, I couldn't do it. I needed an expert. There's some things I can do or I can attempt to do. And it came out quite well. The radiator is not leaking. Things are working. So, but sometimes you have to just realize you're over your head. This is not your skill set. I can paint a wall. I even put in skirting boards. Feel really proud about that. But I just could not do the plastering. And you need someone to fix that. Now, what I'm trying to say, my study looks nice now. The walls are plastered, new paint, new carpets, but there's nothing hidden under the wallpapers anymore. And that made me think about our Christian lives. What type of person am I? Am I a person that put wallpaper to try to look nice for the world? To hide my mistakes, hide my impurities? Or am I a type of person who's willing to get stuck in Strip the wallpaper, strip all that, and get the plasterer to come in and smooth it over and make it better and fix it. Am I willing to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, come and plaster over my life? Or do I put the wallpaper up myself and just hide everything and then I still look good. Nice, nice flowers and I says I look good. But I know and God knows what's under the wallpaper. So, 
The next verse I want to read is Isaiah 64, verse 8. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. We, we've heard this many times about God being the potter and we are the clay, molding us, making us. But what does it actually mean? If you've seen someone work on a pottery wheel, keep spinning, keep it wet, keep it smooth, and then if the shape doesn't come up, sometimes they have to break the whole thing down to reshape it. Not just change it, but the whole pottery thing gets broken down. Are we willing in our lives to get totally broken down? Or are we just putting wallpaper over it to make it look nice? Temporary, it will look nice, but will that last? Will that give you the desired shape you need in your life on that pottery wheel? So, the question I want to challenge everybody with today is plain and simple. But it's hard work. It could take a lot of effort and time and patience. When was the last time you really looked at yourself, critically looked at yourself, thinking, what am I hiding under the wallpaper? What am I trying to keep away from the world? Sometimes keep away from myself. It's, I, I think sometimes, I know we can be our fiercest critics, but we can also be our fiercest enemies in trying to hide things and not change things. And what are we trying to hide in our lives? What shortcomings do we have? And we need to realize sometimes you can do things yourself. You can put a radiator in and it doesn't leak. But sometimes you need a professional to come and help you. And are you willing to go to God and say, you're help me. And sometimes you need each other. You can't just all be spiritual, oh, Holy Spirit, here I am. No. It would be perfect if it's like that. But God gave us a community for a reason. Otherwise, we could all have church at home alone and nobody have to worry about anybody else. God said church is where there's a gathering of people. doesn't need a building. can be anywhere. But we need each other. We can't do this on our own. So, if we are willing to get molded, get shaped, get reshaped when needed, not if needed, when needed, nobody's perfect. I know Mike is pretty close to perfect. I don't know if Val will agree, but um, I'm not going to ask. I don't want them to sleep in separate beds tonight. <laughs> but we all will need reshaping at some stage. We all will need some walls to be replastered. Some more than others. Doesn't matter. Jesus doesn't judge. He wants to help. He wants us. We are the ones judging each other. We're judging ourselves. He said, your sins are forgiven. Come to me. I'll give you rest. He's made that promise. Why are we keep on judging ourselves? Why are we keep on trying to hide things behind wallpaper? Let's get willing to get stuck in. The moment a Christian think he got all the answers and he's perfect, he's in trouble. 
That's when you open the door for the enemy to come and take over. The Bible says, put on your armor every day. Not put it on once and now you're fine for the rest of your life. It's a process. It's every day happening. Now, we all need to go through it more often than we sometimes want to admit. Now listen to what Jesus said in John 7, verse 37 and 38. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of water, of living water will flow from within them. It won't flow over you or around you or under you, from within you. That's life-changing. That's making you the tap. That's making you the waterfall of water coming out of you. You're not swimming in it. The water is swimming in you. There's a difference. You are the one that can share that water to the world. But when you are thirsty, you have to go and drink. It's not happening by itself. It's still effort from you. I, I almost compare it to the wallpaper. When you are not thirsty, you are not thirsty if you put up wallpaper. It's almost like to say, I'm putting up the wallpaper, I'm thirsty, I'm having this whole cup, but I'm not drinking it. You've got everything you need, putting the wallpaper up, but you're not drinking the cup to change anything. And we have the cup, we all have the cup. Are you willing to start drinking, putting the effort? Are you willing to get your hands dirty to replaster your walls and then realize you cannot do it on your own? Realize that you sometimes, most of the time, always need help. Now, in my DIY Cindy was quite impressed, thinking, wow, now she's thinking of more jobs for me, obviously, as she realized, oh, you can do that, you can do that, you can do that, so let's add this and this. And then she volunteered me to help one of her friends in the DIY stuff. But, so fine, I, I've helped people, in the past. I don't have a problem helping people, but if I know what I'm doing, I can make sure I've got the right tools, the right equipment. So you turn up, I'll think she's going to take wallpaper off. Honestly, that's what I was thinking. And that's what they said. Go there, this door inches built into the wall and they need to replace the door, cupboard door. So I need to, there's three screws at the top and bottom, take the inches off. Very old screws, probably stripped this, this screw wire, can't get the screw fitted anymore properly. And her screwdriver is not the right size, so it's even more difficult. So if I knew what was happening, I could have taken some of my tools, the right tools for the right job, could have helped. What happened at the end? I had to sit down at the bottom, use a lot of force, twist it, because I'm sitting down, only my upper body twisted, put an intercostal muscle and spent two hours in A&E on Wednesday after me trying to help someone. <laughs> and got very strong codeine tablets for that. And I was furious, disappointed, angry with myself, because I've got so much at home I still wanted to do which I did at the end, still a bit of pain, but okay, so I carried on. But I realized, yes, if you help someone, because we, are, we want to help people, make sure you've got the right tools. 
If I add a bit bigger screwdriver or my electronic screwdriver, it will be much better, much easier. And firstly, I would have saved myself a lot of pain. It was painful. A lot of time, the two hours I spent in A&E, and the job was done because you are prepared. If you want to do any building work in your life, be prepared. Be prepared to go through some pain. Be prepared to ask for help. Be prepared to be patient. It's not an overnight job. Now, help can come in many forms. Family members, friends, church members, the ministry team. You can even ask the pastor. But ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit who's helping you through those people. Nobody helping you is doing it because they're so good. We are all vessels in the Lord's hands. Nobody is helping someone else because they are so good and they are better. If you go, then they shouldn't be helping you. If people are like that, they shouldn't be helping you find someone else to help you. It will not work. If you need help in your rebuilding in your life, in your replastering, stripping off the wallpapers, go to an expert. That's the Lord. And then sometimes you need one of us to help you in the process, to pray with you, to spend time with you, to talk to you. So, now, we are living in a broken world. We know that. We just see what's happening in Afghanistan. COVID. I mean, it's chaos. But Revelations 3 verse 20 say, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with you. And they will eat with me. You have to open the door. Still an action from you, like the drinking. You have to drink the water before anything happens. You have to open the door to let the Lord in. Now, after all the bullying work, I think, okay, yes, it's all fine now. No, it's not. Because now you need to keep vacuuming the carpets to keep them clean. You need to keep washing. I can't just, oh, yes, I'm happy now. I can sit and relax and enjoy my house. I've got the dog, a cat, a 10-year-old, and a wife. They all mess up the place. So I had to get a vacuum cleaner. I, it never stops. It never stops. It's like washing. Can't you get clothes that will go clean on itself and you don't have to wash your dishes? Why do you have to? It just never stops. It's always there. But we need Jesus to take us to help us every day so that we can, once we've done the building work, once we've done, we don't want our lives to go back the way they were. We don't want those walls to start crumbling away. We need the constant upkeep. So there's a whole process, and that's where right, that memory verse that Katie was saying, let us run the race and never give up. It's a constant race. It's constant happening. And don't give up. Doesn't matter what's happening. Doesn't matter if some parts of your life have wallpaper at the moment. Be patient with yourself. Slowly but surely pray about it and 
Strip down the wallpaper, with the help from the Holy Spirit, with the help from other people. Get the right support. And now, 1 John 1 verse 7, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. His blood will purify us from all sin. So this whole process of stripping down the wallpaper, replastering, it's the purification process. Then why are we still reminding us of our past? If God forgot it, he purified us and he just wanted to move forward. That's why I say we are our worst enemies. It's no point you do all the building work and then you live outside the house. Just put up a tent. Okay, now I don't want to make my house dirty. You now I'm going to live in a tent outside. What's the point of that? If you purify yourself with the help of the Jesus' blood, then you have to embrace it. Be the light. Be that living water. But it will take effort. It will take time. It will need friends. It will. It's not a... A quick fix. We, we all live in this instant world that people get annoyed when they stand in McDonald's in a queue for more than five minutes for a whole meal. A meal takes time to prepare. If you want a proper meal, do some proper cooking, five, six, seven hours and fellowship. But we get annoyed because that McDonald's burger takes too long. We are in this whole instant society. We need to be patient with ourselves. We need to really be critical and realize, Lord, there's my wallpaper. Help me strip it down. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you a minute or two minutes to on your own. Nobody out loud. This is not to embarrass it's for yourself. Think of areas in your life where there might be wallpaper. That we can start the process now. Not wait for tomorrow or next week, that we can start stripping those wallpaper down, that we can get the Holy Spirit to come and start plastering our walls and clean us up and sort us out. So just where you are, at home, in here, just, I'm giving you a minute to just pray about the Holy Spirit, speak to me. Yes, Lord, we are living in a broken world and we're going to come and say, Lord, we are broken too. Lord, I want to 
pray that you will show us where there's wallpaper in our lives that we can strip it down, that we can get you to come in as an expert and replaster our walls, Lord, that we can get you to come and purify our lives, Lord. Lord, and help us to realize it's a process and not a quick fix. And help us to, to be patient with ourselves as you're patient with us, Lord. You, you are so patient and we thank you for that, Lord. You keep knocking and knocking. And sometimes we open, sometimes we slam the door in your face, sometimes we just, Lord, but thank you for keep on knocking. Lord, thank you for giving us the cup of water that we can drink of it. Lord, help us to be a vessel in your hands. Help us to be molded in your hands so that we can have living water throwing through us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So I just want to finish with, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Let's start opening the door. Let's start replacing the walls. And let's not be afraid to strip down the wallpaper. Amen.